No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Most be Trevor Morehouse. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright absurd in all our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if it's our first time watching it. Even if it's a fucking knockoff. Hell yeah. <laughs> My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we are taking you down to the famous old Camp Placid. Camp Placid uh, Pines. Camp Placid Pines. Yes, we're um, we're talking about our to be or not to be movie this month. Bloody Murder. You had to. You had I had to. I did. You had to check. I had to check because. Yeah, you guys are gonna hear that pause because, as always, our bonus episodes are live, <laughs> uncut. Yeah. Uh, generally undrawn. That's gonna be changing soon for our to be or not to be series. Uh, not this month, but. Yeah, so this is our live bonus episode. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit of a different format, but we wanted to introduce you guys to the wonderful world of Tubi. Yet again, if you didn't listen to last month's episode, then uh, you're in for a ride for this one. We're still figuring out the format yeah. somewhat, but... We, um, I mean, we're just talking about... We're we're exploring movies that yeah. we haven't seen before, all yeah. on Tubi. Yeah. This, this is something that we've done in the past, like, as just fun. Yeah, just as fun. Uh, sometimes it's, sometimes you get a hit. Sometimes you get a miss. It's fun to talk about the misses. It's fun to talk about the hits. I feel like we uh, very rarely have a movie that we both rag on completely in our main show. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to have movies where we're like, wow, this is a... Uh, just go listen to Six Plots from last month <laughs> yeah. if you're unsure of what I'm trying to say. Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of variations there, but, you know, we just want to talk about some fun movies on Tubi. Everybody can watch them because it's Tubi, it's free. Yeah. And uh, we kind of try and shoot for the low-budget, no-name shit that we've never heard of stuff yeah. before. Yeah. So this time when I was looking around, I saw this one. I read the description, which is basically they go to a camp and a hockey masked killer attacks everybody. And I was like, oh, this is a Friday the 13th ripoff. All right. This is the movie. Yeah. So we've got this for you this week upcoming on Thursday and our regular schedule is X. So I'm hoping that we'll have some fun with this because X is Ty West. So there's obviously going to be a lot more analysis going on and... Quite frankly, I uh, am going to have a lot of shit to say considering the unfortunate ruling by the Supreme Court Yeah. earlier this week. Um, all I'm going to say on that for now is fucking vote. So That's all. Yeah. You're, you're going to get that off your chest here soon. Yeah, yeah. So. Just uh, be be prepared for a lot of that discussion with it. I feel like it, and Travis and I have talked about this extensively this weekend already. Um, but I think especially as it ties into horror, because I, I've made the stance before that horror and politics are inherently intertwined. Yeah. Um, and especially a movie like X, which is a lot about sex positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is very much tied to all of the other discussions coming out from the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So, yeah. 
But for now, let's talk about this movie that is clearly uh, somebody made a Mad Lib <laughs> of Friday the 13th, yeah. plugged in random shit, and then turned it into this movie. I love how unashamed of itself that it is. That yeah. it, like, it references Friday the 13th throughout the movie. One and... of the red herrings is named Jason. Yeah, and I mean, obviously that's intentional. <laughs> But it's it's just so unashamed of itself, and I admire that at a certain extent. Although, I mean, I also kind of condemn it for being such an outright, like, just copy of Friday the 13th. Like, even downright to some of the kills are just oh, yeah. straight up, like, ripped the from archery? the movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's also Sleepaway Camp, which is, I think, very much, well, I mean, it is referenced in this movie. Yes, I it mean, is. I was like, I was looking around on IMDb, and apparently, the, like the mask that they use for this is the same hockey mask that they use in Sleepaway Camp Two when they're making fun of Jason. So, um, but yeah, all right. So it's uh, obviously it's available on Tubi. Yeah. If you've never used Tubi, you should. It's free with ads, but the ads aren't super intrusive. No, and they tell you exactly how many ads there are, which I. Feel is nice. Yeah, I agree. It's nice, and it's got honestly a wide range of movies. We for this like bonus series that we're doing, we're focusing on movies we haven't seen before. But it's got like the whole Firefly, Firefly, Firefly trilogy. Yeah, is on there. Um, isn't some of the Texas Chainsaw movies? Mm, I saw two on there. So like it's got a lot of classics. It's got like newer movies too, and then it's got just random stuff that you probably aren't gonna see anywhere else. Like Bloody Murder. Like Bloody Murder and Bloody <laughs> Murder 2. Mm-hmm, yeah. That, uh, so this movie does have a sequel. Yes. And it has a spinoff also. Yes. Which Friday the 13th can't say it has a spinoff. It's got that on that. That's true. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it could be a whole thing. I, I am curious. I, I would maybe watch the sequel just out of pure curiosity. But for this movie, this one came out on September 12th, 2000 just 2000 okay you wrote 20 in your notes which is a little bit confusing because of year mm, 2020 yeah it kind of threw me off too i don't know how to write 2000 anymore because <laughs> like that was 22 years ago it is too many zeros because i yeah. wrote 200 at first and then i was like wait <laughs> yeah i i don't like it i haven't had to do that in a long long time so don't want to do that again. Did was did it have a theatrical release or was it all no. streaming at home? All, it came out immediately on VHS okay. and DVD the following year. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this movie wasn't shooting. This was too even high. pre-streaming. Couldn't find a budget. I'm gonna guess this is a Bug Ted movie. Well, the fact that all the kills are in the daylight, I mean, it, it's cool just because it's unexpected, but I also like it's way more expensive to do nighttime shoots because of be the funny. lighting and whatnot. This movie, like, <laughs> I think it was shot on film, but I don't know if it was not shot on VHS because <laughs> it has a four by three aspect ratio, which. That's not what film does. Film is like 16 by 9 widescreen. But maybe it's like that because of the VHS release. And they just this is just the VHS master that we saw. Because it looks shitty. And it's shot on film, apparently. So I just don't get it. Um, this movie has a 3 out of 10 on IMDb, by the way. So not a lot of love out there for it. Okay. All right. Well, spoiler, I think I'm going to try and change that today. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. 
<clears throat> okay, well, before we do that, I will reveal the cast, and then we okay. can just jump right in, because we're not doing all of our normal stuff, like yeah. a normal episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Long cast. A lot of people. We have, and I couldn't tell you the names of half of them. I can't either, and I feel terrible about it, but also I feel like the movie should feel terrible for not making me know, <laughs> because... Like, normally I can pick up on that stuff, but I couldn't do it at all with this one. I had to keep going back in my notes and scribbling out names and changing them because I got confused on who is who. Yeah. I mean, that happened to me, too. All right. Maybe this will help clear it up. Okay. It won't. (laughs) But let's try. Let's let's try here. Okay. All right. We have Jessica Morris. She plays Julie. Okay. That's our main girl, our final girl. We have Peter uh, Guillemette, who -hmm. plays Patrick. Slash Nelson. Slash Nelson. I didn't want to reveal that just yet, but here we go. He's also Nelson. I mean, we've said before this is a spoiler podcast. People should know. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Well, we didn't know like half an hour ago that that was the case. We just found that out. I would have been pissed if that was spoiled for me. All right. Oh, we fine. Have... Do you want to rewind back to there? No, it's no. We're, okay. we're true. Okay. We're true to okay. this. This is unedited. Okay. Yeah, everybody knows now. You guys have to move on with that knowledge. We have Patrick Cavanaugh, who plays Toby. Crystal Ford plays Drew. Drew is a girl. Uh, Michael Stone plays Dean. Justin Ross Martin plays Jason. Not the killer in this movie, but you think he is for a little while. Tracy Pacheco. I don't know. I don't have the name in front P-A-C-H-E-C-O. of me. P-A-C-H-E-C-O. Pacheco? Pacheco. That's how I would pronounce okay. it. She plays Whitney. Lindsay Way plays Jamie. David Smee. Is that her name? Jamie? I don't think we ever heard her name out loud. We didn't. I don't think we did either. <laughs> I remember at the end, she was like, see you again next year. And I was like, I was who like, are you again? Somebody address her by name. I think it would be funny if she's like, uh, who are you? <laughs> Um, See you next year, champ. Jay. David Smigelski plays Brad. William Winter plays Doug. Don't think we ever got his name either. We, we heard, did. We heard a Doug, but I never could put Doug's it boots went missing. That's who I thought it was. See, I never knew that And then that Doug, was Doug wasn't killed by Nelson. Okay, so Doug, he's the guy that has his boots missing for anybody he's who watches got, this movie. He's got a center part, like... Yeah, I I wrote when I was I didn't know his name. I just like wrote his name down as '90s hair. He's got yeah, he's got the Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair, which is sad because he's so much older than JTT was when he was like popularizing that haircut, and also because it's now officially 2000 and not yeah. the '90s. Yeah, way too late for that shit. It's the 2000s. He should be rocking frosted tips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he needs that or spiking his hair up. Yeah, it's one or the other. He's he's in the past, new millennia. All right. And finally, this is just how the movie credited it, but it's uh, Trevor Morehouse plays himself. Yeah, so he he has a credit as himself in this movie. Fun. Yeah, we don't know who actually plays him. Okay. Do so, we have a tagline? We have several. Yay! I love it when there's... I, to me, when there's a lot of taglines, it tells me that it's a really messy production. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't know what to do with this. How do uh, we describe this movie? Okay. It's not his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that that was one. All right. Hire so. me! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, first one is, have you ever played the game Bloody Murder? 
I thought that that's what you were going to lead off with because that's asked several times within the movie. I know, but it seemed too obvious because that's the name of the movie. And the tagline, apparently. And I definitely had, like, I wanted to see actual Trevor Morehouse stuff. So okay. that's why I wanted the intro I did. Second one, they thought it was only a game. I mean, no, that's okay. The kills weren't really happening like the game. I didn't know it was a game. Like if I saw that, like bloody murder, and then like they thought it was only a game, I'm like, what's the game? You went to go pee when they were explaining the rules of the game. I heard it a little bit. You came back and you're like, what is it? And I was like, basically hide and seek. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, third one, wanna play? Hi, mm-hmm. I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Ooh, they were ripping that off. <laughs> Or Saw, yeah. Saw Maybe Saw ripped yet. this off. Yeah, definitely. Dude, it Lee Wanell and... Uh, oh my god, what's Lee his Winnell name? And... He's fucking huge in horror. Uh, James Wan. Yeah, James yeah, yeah. Wan. James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> you all didn't hear that. <laughs> I was going to say James Franco, and I was like, James he's Franco did huge not in horror. <laughs> yeah, James Franco is the biggest... He's director of the Saw franchise. Lee Wanell and James Wan definitely ripped off the tagline for Bloody Murder. Bloody Murder. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, you heard it here. Yeah. Like, Breaking news. <laughs> okay. Fourth one. <laughs> Can't hide, dot, dot, dot. Can't run, dot, dot, dot. I would argue that there's plenty of hiding and running in this movie. There's so much hiding and running in this movie. <laughs> like, you can do both. There's easily. a lot of running. There's, okay. So the running scenes. Very much felt to me like the baseball scene in Sleepaway Camp, and that just they just going. yes, they, it's almost <laughs> like they reuse so much running. They almost like reuse shots. <laughs> they do. All of the cast members have like two outfits, so that's how you know this was shot in like three days. Yeah, I mean, uh, I did. <laughs> Julie re- is wearing the same tank top for the first like three days, supposedly, of what is happening. Stinky. Yeah, exactly. And she's outside doing manual labor. She definitely smells bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta imagine it's hot too. And um, she sleeps in that thing too. And, and I did read <laughs> that they apparently shot this at three separate camps to make it all look like one. I got a little bit of background info okay, here, even okay, though that's not okay. supposed to happen. There's that's really all there is to this movie, though. Like, okay, nothing else is known. Uh, all right, I got two more. Fifth one is ready or not. Here he comes. That's bad. Uh, yeah. And the final one is Death Comes Ripping. That's that terrible. Yeah, it Get doesn't make any sense one. in context of the movie at all. Like, I just, no. I think my tagline was the best out of all of those. It's not its mommy? Yeah. I like that one. That one actually is funny because it's kind of taking a jab at it being a ripoff, which, yeah, we all fucking know at this point. Yeah. And it's just, it's legitimately good, I think. Yeah. Good job. Thank I'm you. proud of you. Thank you. Okay. So. How would you rate this? I would rate this, if I'm being objective, I would rate this like a two. A two? Okay. Yeah, but for just the sheer enjoyment of watching this badly made movie that is ripping off a classic, it's kind of fun. So subjectively, I'm giving it a six. Okay, we always rate with our guts here. Let's go with six. Let's okay. give it a six. Fuck I, this movie. I'm glad you said that because I also want to give it a six. Okay. Um, because it's so stupid. It's, uh, I mean, it's clearly a ripoff, but they also clearly had a lot of fun with it. And I just, 
honestly, I didn't hate watching it. I didn't either, you know, and I, I guess uh, yeah, the, like, I would watch the sequel. Yeah. So it's just, it's weird. You know, it like our standards are so low. <laughs> at, yeah. We're all over the place. Yeah. I, it's here. Here's the thing. Uh, we try and answer what does and doesn't make a horror movie appealing to people. And I think we struggle with that a lot. Mm hmm. Uh, and maybe we'll have better words for it by the time we finish going over the plot. But this one is just like it, it knows what it is. Yeah, I think that's a, like it, it. I mean, it's so outright like, like upfront about. I, I feel like the director had a VHS collector's copy of several of the Friday 13th movies, mm -hmm. a video camera and a dream. <laughs> and yeah. I respect it. Like, yeah, um, I don't think he was trying to make anything highbrow. Who no. was the director, by the way? Oh, shit. I should mention that, shouldn't I? Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, everybody. This is a film that is directed by the famous, the one, the only, you know him. You probably don't. Ralph E. Portillo. Okay. I would probably pronounce that Portillo. But... Portillo. Written by John R. Stevenson. What else did he write? Uh, just this. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's the only credit that. Oh no, 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 he's got the sequel too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I think uh, the director that did this. Uh, holy shit, he's actually got a like an actual fucking filmography here. Oh, it's all really cheap shit. <laughs> well, you know what? Good for you, man. You're he's consistently making movies. Yeah. And he's he's doing his streaming. He's he's got it. Yeah, I admire it. Yeah, Fuck I, it. I do too. And I think he, uh, no, he didn't do the spinoff, I don't think. Okay. But whatever. He he made a movie series that had somebody else want to do a spinoff, I guess. Yeah. That's an, that's admirable. Good for yeah. you. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's our thoughts. That's the people. That's that's it. All for right. that, let's, let's fucking just talk about this movie. Yeah. Uh... Okay. So this movie starts off with a couple driving down the middle of nowhere. This one, this is a, a rare night scene for this movie. Yes, it might be the only night scene, um, aside from where Drew is scrapbooking outside of the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this couple is driving through an empty wooded road. They run out of gas, and the guy was like, "I just filled up twenty miles ago," and this is never addressed ever again. She's like, "Well, we're out of gas." What is happening? Was there sabotage to their vehicle? I don't know. But he gets out a gas tank and he starts walking. Was the gas station 20 miles yes. ago the only gas station? Was he going to walk 20 miles yes. to that gas station? I ha And it was only a single gallon can. That That's why clearly... he keeps running out of gas. <laughs> he just keeps doing this, walking back to the gas station, filling it up, driving 20 miles, breaking down in the same spot over and over again. These people are in limbo. Ah! <laughs> They're in some sort of purgatory. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean that. I mean, she's pregnant, by the way. I don't know if you notice, so that's probably why she's not walking with them. But she's never seen of. I did like, not know she was pregnant, movie. but it's like the cliche in the horror movie that like only one person goes to get gas. Yeah, but you would think that you get a kill scene for her, but you don't. This guy walks. He finds a truck and he's like, "Sweet, can you give me a ride to the gas station?" And then this dude jumps out. With a hockey mask and a chainsaw, and um, the guy's immediate reaction is like, oh, 
Trevor, Trevor Morehouse. Morehouse. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's so close to Jason Voorhees. And here is what I like to think. So you know the Mandela effect, where everybody thinks that Jason Voorhees's uh, signature weapon is a chainsaw. Yeah. I like to think people actually saw Bloody Murder and got confused. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's weird because they give him like all all forms of weapons in this movie. He has a chainsaw. Well, actually, I think if this is, I think he has this a is a chainsaw, a hook, a lawn dart, an arrow, a gun. Wait. Okay. Okay, I'm just now thinking here. This movie might have more layers than I anticipated. Because (laughs) (laughs) um, this, I think, is actually Trevor Morehouse. Because we find out later that Trevor Morehouse is not actually the one performing the killings here. All of the killings. All of the killings. Some Some of of the killings. But I think this is actually him. specifically. And... It ends with him with a chainsaw also. I think Trevor Morehouse's weapon of preference is actually a chainsaw. Okay. But no, not necessarily, because Doug was killed by Trevor Morehouse with the lawn dart. Ah, that's true. Fuck. I don't know. Okay, okay, so he's got darts I feel like also. we need to watch the sequel to figure this out. Oh, boy, they've got us in. <laughs> this, they, is, this, is, they, this is the old bait and switch. You're yep. going to learn about Trevor Morehouse, but you're not going to learn shit about Trevor Morehouse. Instead, you're going to learn about Nelson Hammond, and it's going to drive you nuts, and then you need to watch you gotta, Murder, You got to know more. Like, what, what the fuck is up with this Trevor guy? What's he doing, <laughs> man? Well, we find out that this thing was actually just uh, kids telling each other a story in a car on the way to open up camp. Um, they get there, and Patrick, the camp, uh, the head counselor, the head of the camp, camp director, I don't know, whatever word you want to use. All of those titles. Yeah. <laughs> all of that is on a badge that he's wearing on his shirt. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, so he gets there, and he knows them all. Like, he knows their names, and they're like, that's a little weird. He goes, I know you by your application. I've never once submitted a picture with an application to uh, any job. I haven't either. Nobody questions it. I guess that they all did. Like, I guess they all just had to, like, upload, like, a mugshot of themselves <laughs> or something. I don't know. I've but- had plenty of jobs where they ask for a copy of my ID, but that's usually during the interview process. Like, you get the copy, all Background that. checks, stuff yeah. like that. I don't know how they would have done that back in 2000. Okay, he just knows. Maybe there weren't pictures with the applications, but he's just, like, really good at telling from people's applications who what they look like. Oh, wait. That would be even more weird, honestly. <laughs> Uh, so one of the guys there is Jason, and um, one of the counselors that's already arrived is named Brad. And Brad comes out. He goes, "If I'd known he would be here, I wouldn't have even bothered coming." And they hate each other because of sports. Yeah. Um, so it- I thought there was going to be something more devious. So they ran against each other in track, and Jason got an injury. To be specific, he broke his knee. He, he like, blew it out or something. I don't know. The actual words the movie used were, broke his (laughs) knee. Okay, he broke his knee. Believe me, I've had knee injuries. I would use the right terminology. The movie said (laughs) he broke his knee. Uh, Okay, this guy doesn't know medical terminology That's what I'm saying. This is all a Mad Lib. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, but you're right. It's kind of weird because he, 
Yeah, so he didn't. He's not responsible for it, yeah. right? He just raced against them. They were like adversaries. Yeah, and he just holds it against them. That he's like, I raced against you and I hurt myself, and now I'm mad at you. Yeah, and Brad's like, I'm also mad at you because I, I didn't win that day. <laughs> I scraped my knee. <laughs> yeah, so I. They were like 90% of the way there, much like Jason was to the finish line in his last race. Uh, (laughs) They didn't quite stick the landing on why these two hate each other. It's it's addressed throughout the movie, but it's never That they clearly hate each other. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we just see them doing random things, setting up the camp. Uh, They're setting up stuff in the kitchen. At one point, Julie and Toby... Get locked into the walk-in. Uh, get locked. So what? I mean, it's basically, and I think that they basically confirmed this. Toby is like obsessed. He's like, Ooh, with I Julie. forgot that mm-hmm. it, I didn't read the door. It didn't say it walks from the outside. So he's like, oh, um, if you need to keep warm, I can fuck you. And Julie is, and like his dialogue literally doesn't change from that. Like he does not get any better throughout the movie. No. Uh, Julie knocks on the door to try and get Whitney's attention because Whitney has uh, got an eating disorder and is focused on only having Ritz crackers and peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, that's like, and I'm not making a joke of it. She literally yeah. says that line out loud. It's thrown out there and it's never addressed again. It's problematic as fuck. Peanut butter and crackers and that's it. That's it. That's what she's planning to eat for the entire summer. Yep. Uh, so she hears them knocking and she's like, Whatever. She goes back to doing her thing. <laughs> uh, but, but these crackers. We cut to seeing that uh, some of the counselors had snuck booze in. And then Whitney finally goes and then we cut back to the pantry area, the kitchen area, and Whitney lets them out. Yeah, And, and so she starts spreading rumors about Toby trying to make out with Julie, which isn't really a rumor because that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. I mean, come on. like, And he gets pissed about it later. But like, I mean... What the fuck do you expect, dude? Like, okay, we got this guy trying to fuck the girls here um, and locking himself in the walk-in freezer with him. That's like, not fucking weird. Honestly, girl code. Like, yeah. you'd be like, hey, look out for Toby. He will try and stick his hand in your pants if yeah. you're not careful. Little, little weird this Toby fella is. So watch out for him. And... um so okay. we go down to the lake. They're setting out canoes. Whitney says she can't swim, so she's definitely gonna drown. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely gonna come up. Yeah, you would think. Does she drown? She doesn't drown, does she? She just. How does she die? Uh, she dies uh, getting her peanut butter crackers. Yes, that's it. Uh, it's it's she, the eating disorder that gets her, not the fear of not swimming. Which is accurate to life, because eating disorders are one of the most Just deadly diseases you can have. Not in the way that you would expect, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so... So, we get this an, another new counselor who's going to be Julie's partner all summer. Her name's Drew... Yeah, she's just kind of, like, thrown in there. Yeah, they walk together for a really long time to get back to their cabin. Like, they just keep walking. Like, the shot keeps cutting, and, like, it will fade out and fade back in. So you think that they've been walking for hours. And then Drew goes, I forgot my camper list. And she just ducks the fuck off the trailer. Or trail. Yeah, this movie... I won't say... I won't give a This movie does not know how to transition scenes at all. Yeah, it's bad. And that right there was just like, it's not natural. She's like, oh, I forgot my campers list. I'll meet you back at the camp. And then like, okay, 
So now th- we're just separating Drew and Julie. Okay. Well, because we need Julie to be alone. So that way when Henry, this movie's Ralph, pops up and says, Nelson's come back for revenge. Like she's all alone. And when she tries to tell Patrick about it, Patrick's like, oh, Henry used because uh, she's like, I thought you said that nobody lived on this land. And Patrick goes, they don't. And she's like, okay, well, this man just like popped out at me and is like warning me about the camp and saying all this stuff. And he goes, that's probably Henry. Yeah, that's Henry. <laughs> that shit's Henry. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, did he scare you? And she's like, no. Why? He fucking was hiding behind a tree waiting for you to. He spaghetted her, like, basically. He's just you like, can't spell, I gotcha. You can't spell Julie without lie. I thought you were going to That's gonna what say, she does for a lot of this movie. I thought you were going to say, You can't spell Julie without spaghetti. And I had to think about it for a second. Spajulie. <laughs> Spajulie. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Drew and Julie inspired the plot of Midsummer also in that Pele uses his dead parents as a way to bond with yeah. Danny. Because uh, Julie's like, yeah, my mom's dead. And Drew goes, cool, so is one of my parents. Trauma bond? Yeah. I mean, it's that's like, that's how that's the quickest way into somebody's pants, apparently. Yes, that's what we've learned. Yeah. Uh, we see Toby walking around. He's got a hockey mask. He likes to scare people with it. They're, he's like, come to the lake with us. And Drew's like, no thanks, I want to use your laptop. Okay, cool. So down by the lake, they play this game called Bloody Murder, which is basically just hide-and-seek mixed with tag. Uh, During the game, Dean and Jason play a prank on Brad that result in Brad, like, falling down and getting hurt, basically. Yeah, I mean, they're dressed exactly like Trevor Morehouse. Um, And basically, they just, like, they make him fall over and pretend to they're going to ax him to death. And then... Yeah. Everybody's super sympathetic for Brad, and everybody thinks that Jason and everybody else is a jerk, and you can well, probably hear Talia barking. Not everybody thinks Jason's a jerk, because Jason and Whitney fuck in the woods. That's and true. And Dean watches. And I was confused at first, because like I was like, oh. Because all of these dudes look the same? Yeah, they yeah. do. <laughs> like, And I also thought that that was Julie, too. But then I was like, oh, wait, wait here's Julie smoking... What was it? Guam cigarettes. Guam, Guam cigarettes yeah, uh, <laughs> with Drew. Yeah, weed. They're <laughs> <laughs> just afraid to say it. Yeah. So it here's the thing too, and I think it happens with low budget films because they just like send out a call like we need men of this age and this general build, and they do a casting call and they just take like the dudes they like and they all end up looking similar. Because that's so all they just, got. Yeah. And so like, it's usually, for something like this, I'm going to assume it's like a local production. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you take who you can get, mm-hmm. basically. And it just, so it turns out that what you get is a lot of dudes that... Look the same. Exactly. That's just how it is. Yeah. But uh, the next morning, Jason's missing. Oh, and uh, yeah, did you mention that Dean caught them? Because he yeah. was there peeing on himself. <laughs> yeah, he was peeing on himself. Uh, so <laughs> we spent a lot of time with Julie going to every single person saying, Jason and I had a fight last night and he's missing this morning. Have you seen him? And we hear that line of dialogue like 10 times. Because she actually goes to every single yes, person in the camp asking this. Yes, we did not need to this. see all of this. She finally goes to Patrick and she's like, hey, he's missing. We have to fight. Blah, blah, blah. Should we call the sheriff? And he goes, well, they won't do anything until he's missing for 24 hours. 
That's a myth. Yes, I know. That's so... Well, maybe it makes sense for him to say that now. Now that we know that he is the killer. Yeah, but you see it in a lot of other shows and stuff, too. To the point that, like, people, like, the general public, like, if they've heard it repeated enough times, they're like, oh, maybe that's true. Like, it's not. That's why there's a whole show called The First 48, right? Where the first 48 hours are the most crucial in finding somebody alive. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it, it is fake, like... Maybe, like, people actually... I mean, I know people actually do believe it. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm sure there's some, like, people out there that don't feel like doing their job. And they're like, oh, well, this guy hasn't been missing that long. You know, maybe he just ran away. Oh, I'm sure that And I'm there sure are, that's yeah. happened plenty of times. Uh, so, I don't Well, I know. mean, like, Black Christmas. I mean, that's kind of, like, the whole thing there. Like, the girl goes missing. She's like, ah, oh, she probably just went out to go... I don't know. Fucking drink. Do girl shit. Yeah. Because, you know, he's a guy and he doesn't fucking give a shit about her. So Whitney is down by the docks and she gets in a canoe with Dean, who is doing his best to come across as a serial killer. He's doing a very good job. He's way too intense. Uh, and she's, he's like, I thought we were friends. No, because they're exes. They, they broke up, and they're trying to be friendly now. He, I mean, they get in the canoe, and they go a long way. Yeah. Like, they're isolated in the middle of a lake. Remember, Whitney can't swim, so yes. she's basically... It's So basically you know what's about to happen. The implication. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're out there in the middle of nowhere. She can't say no. <laughs> yeah, so he's like... He's like, so... You had to sleep with my former best friend. Because Dean has decided him and Jason are no longer friends. Uh, so between, you know, the energy and general vibes he's giving off and the fact that he calls Jason his former friend and Jason yeah. is missing, you're like, okay, cool. This is the part of the movie where we think Dean's the killer. <laughs> yeah. And Which Dean definitely seems like he's killed somebody. You know, and I think... Um, Excuse me, I just burped. Cool. Might not have been <laughs> audible. No, I saw it ring up up there. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Dean, his face, or just his general appearance, he is like a combination of Jared Padalecki and John Krasinski. They look exactly like those two mixed. I don't see the John Krasinski in them. Okay. Maybe it's just me. Maybe. But he uh, he starts doing the thing with Whitney in the boat, and he starts rocking it back and forth just to, so I can intimidate him. Yeah, and um, he ends up causing her to flip out of the canoe, which he knew was gonna happen. That's why he was doing it. And then he's like, "Oh no, grab the life floaty thing." First, he was trying to get her to grab the paddle, and that wasn't working. Like, yeah, because it was stupid. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really plan this thing out. He was just like, I don't know, maybe like she'll like want to have sex here and then he's like all right well maybe if i throw her in the water and she like thinks she's about to die maybe she'll actually want to have sex now but no it doesn't work she just gets mad and then they just go back to the camp okay and here's the thing we know that they were really far away from the dock yet somehow julie and drew saw and they immediately go tell patrick normally i'd make some sort of a joke about them being a snitch but dean 100 percent seems like he's going to kill them you know you said something earlier about background checks and there's no way background checks were performed on any of these counselors yeah you know you're right like because 
Like these, are, these are all pretty sketchy guys here. Yeah. Like you got people walking girls and walking freezers and guys tipping girls off in canoes that can't swim. Like it's a bunch of like fucking weirdos out there. Yeah. So they have a movie night. Whitney goes to get her snack and she ends up getting stabbed in the pantry. The next morning. Uh, Wait, they- you shouldn't mention though. I love the name of the movie. The movie is called... We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, oh, okay. That happens during the sheriff's question. Oh, I didn't know you were going to mention it there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, we have to because that's a wonderful scene. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. You're you're right. So they tell Patrick that Whitney is missing the next morning and he finally calls the sheriff and the sheriff is like, why didn't you call me when the first one went missing? He's like, oh, they're 18-year-old teenagers. I did appreciate there's no ambiguity on the ages of these counselors. No. I liked that. Yeah. We, we know for sure how old they are. So the sheriff uh, also says that Trevor Morehouse isn't real. He's like, everybody says Trevor Morehouse causes everything that happens around here. It's not true. Um, he's also wearing two belts. Yes. We, we need to talk about the fact that the sheriff is wearing two belts. I Like, he is probably one of the more competent law enforcement officers that we have seen in a horror movie, which is saying a lot considering... He's wearing two belts. <laughs> Look, okay. One of them is to hold his pants up. The other one is for him to hold with his hands for like style. Because <laughs> I think that's like honestly what it is. He's holding like the big flashy one. He's got the big belt buckle, man. The big belt buckle is the one's holding his pants up. They're both big belt buckles. Like it's just I don't know. He's got. He's got two belts, and he can't decide which one he likes better. So he's like, fuck it, I'm wearing them both. I'm making it work. <laughs> he's he's trying to set the trend for the year, like, 2000 going forward. He knew low-rise jeans were coming up, and he's like, you can't wear two belts when you have low-rise jeans Exactly. On. He saw the future, and he thought that he had the solution. He saw the future and knew it was bleak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Speaking of, please, younger folk... As trends start getting recycled, we're almost to the year where uh, the early 2000s are going to start being seen as trendy again. Please do not bring back low-rise jeans. For the love of all that is holy, please don't do it. Please. I'm ready for American Eagle to retake the country. (laughs) That was just the shit back then. I need everybody to know that Travis still has some American Eagle shirts from high school. I'm I'm waiting for the day. <laughs> I will be prepared for the day American Eagle comes back into fashion. <laughs> okay, so the sher- so the sheriff asks Dean a bunch of questions because or yeah, because they knew about Dean and Jason beefing and Breaking his Dean knee. and Whitney beefing. No, Jason's the one who broke his knee. Whatever. Somebody broke their knee. So He's like, can anybody vouch that you were watching the movie at 1030? He goes, yeah, Toby. Like, why one specific? They were all watching the movie. It's Literally all, right all of them. Yeah, like, and this is such a small room, like. This cop does the least. Like, he does just enough to look like he's doing his job. Like, there's a point later where, like, you see a boot print and he's like, does Jason have boots like that? I think so. All right, cool. He's the man. That's the murderer right there. And no analysis or anything done on it. He's like, it's definitely Jason. I'm just going to take your word for it blindly. And sadly, still, he's one of the best that we've talked about. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. So he goes to talk to Toby. And Toby does this whole beautiful, like, Sherlock Holmes type thing where he, like, fully explains exactly how this could have happened. So he's got a watch on, and the watch is set to beat at the top of the hour, which everybody hates the guy with the watch that beats at the top of the hour. Because especially, like, if you're, like, in work or school with him and you have to constantly hear that beep, beep. So you hate that. And he said that the VCR uh, is kind of a piece of shit. Sorry, can I say that in front of a sheriff? Liked that line. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, so I was sitting next to it in case it explodes or something. Now, sleep, <laughs> Sleepover Camp Massacre 14 is the movie they were watching. Yeah. Have they all seen the previous 13? You or was he to. just throwing them in there without any knowledge of canon? So much backstory missed. These people, are, they don't have the opportunity to I mean, you know that Toby is the kind that after the movie is over and somebody like points out a loophole or has a question about something, he's like, um, actually, that was addressed in part eight. Yeah. The director's cut. Fucking Toby, man. He sucks. <laughs> So he says this movie is an hour and 43, which is an anomaly for the genre, especially one of its time. I like how in this whole thing, though, that it's actually showing yes. Trevor doing yes, these things yes, yes. as if like, you know, it's one of those things where, all right, so this is how he did it. And then it's showing him doing it. But, you know, nobody really knows if he actually did it. Yeah. So he was like, so uh, Dean is sitting kind of behind me. So I know he was there at 10, and I know he was there at 11.43, but I can't tell you for sure if he was there in between. However, when Whitney got up at 10.30 to go get her snack, she would have to have walked in front of Dean, so he would have had time to get dressed, surprise her in the pantry, kill her, remove her body, clean the pantry, and sit back down before anybody knows. So much. And that's also like getting dressed in the costume. Doing makeup, probably, too, you know, to get in the character. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a lot of time to do all of that. He's really, I don't think he, I just don't think he likes Dean. And I think he's trying to, like, throw him under the bus. Probably. Yeah. He's like, I want to be the sleaziest guy at this camp. I want to be the only PP here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Uh, Brad and Julie talk. They find out they're both second-generation counselors. Dean is taken to the sheriff's office for questioning. Drew and Julie smoke some more <clears throat> Guam cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean is being held overnight, which don't we all just want to be held overnight sometimes? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wilson there is holding them. They the cuddle in the jail. I mean, I get held by Wilson overnight every night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how nice it is. I also think that they repurposed the camp rec room into the sheriff office because it looked it's exactly the, the saddest same. sheriff office ever. It was terrible. They don't even have like an actual holding so <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's just, just sitting, sitting at the table. table. It's it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> like, <clears throat> they tell him they're gonna hold him overnight. Dean goes, Ugh and he just continues <laughs> to sit at the table. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a good scene there in Carpenter County. <laughs> It's officially concer- uh, confirmed as Carpenter <laughs> County. Yeah. You get it. John Carpenter. Yeah. They they were so unique there with that. Okay. So we have another scene that's like a straight up ripoff of the first movie, which is Julie going to take a shower in the bathroom cabin, except she doesn't get killed while she's in there. Instead, I don't. What? What happens? Okay. Sorry. Like. 
Oh, I was going to say, instead, Henry confronts her when she's leaving. Oh, when she goes in there, it's so weird because she goes in there, turns on the water. And she goes, great, Julie. And she's we talking have, to herself, right? We have no clue what she's referring she to. She sees something there. Like, it looked like she was going there, turning in, and, like, turns on one shower, then goes and turns on another one. She's just, like, going back and forth, like, showering. And I don't understand what's happening here. I don't either. I don't think they, like, that was a scene they, they had to... For once, they actually edited something out, but it was something that was crucial to the plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I think that that They're might like, have been... They're like, we need to make room for more uh, Julie and Drew walking and sitting scenes. Yeah, we need to replay some scenes later. They, uh, it was a big oversight. But yeah, she she sees him, and she, uh, uh, the old guy, Henry, our Ralph, yeah, for this movie, he's, he's like, ask Tommy McConnell about what really happened to Nelson. And instead of saying... How do you know my dad? She says, How do you know my dad's name? My dad. This is all of the improbable dialogue. Um, is at the same level of save Martha. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's weird? Like, it lingers on him leaving a little bit too much. Like, he kind of, like, you see the moment that he loses interest. And then he like looks away <laughs> and then just like it actually shows him just kind of like slowly walk into the woods. Like we don't need that. We need to see what happened to Julie right before here. Uh, so she emails her dad asking about Nelson. Oh, yeah. Her and her dad are emailing yeah. constantly throughout the movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, so somebody makes a joke about six degrees of mutilation when they're all talking about Trevor Morehouse, which I just thought was a nice little. What's the nice joke there? Win. Uh, it's so there's the um, six degrees of Kevin Bacon game where it's like everybody can find a link to Kevin Bacon that's only like six people. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, I played this game, but like, yeah. I know with like that, like I'll try and find like a theme and I'll Wikipedia surf until I connect them. Yeah. Uh, it was in reference, like it was in reference to the one girl whose name, what is her name? Ja- Jamie? Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, she said that her sister knows someone whose brother's friend disappeared. Yeah, like, yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like we've all told a story similar to that, and we'd all be like, no, it's 100% true, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is, like, kind of funny to see them, like, calling it out. Yeah. Uh, so Brad is at the archery range setting up, and he gets shot. Um, Julie gets an email from her dad saying he doesn't know a Nelson. They call in. Brad is missing. They all think it's definitely Jason since Jason and Brad had beef. Uh, so Dean gets released and Dean's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm out. He doesn't tell anybody they're cool. No, he that. doesn't tell. I don't know. Does he tell them that he's actually leaving? Yeah. He's like, I'm so out of this place. Okay. Uh, Toby understands the implication of his name. He's like, of course it would be Jason. And he says this like three times in this scene waiting for somebody to get his joke. And nobody says anything. Because they're like, we're dealing with actual missing people right now, Toby. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) Um, That reminds me of like back when they first started playing the bloody murder game. Um, it was one of the girls, like, she's, when they first start, she just walks out into the woods by herself. She's like, all right, Jason, let's go ahead and get this over with. Like, you know, it's like kind of like a, just like a yeah. joke. Like, okay, let's just fucking get the killing started. Um, th- at this point, she tells Patrick about Nelson Hammond. Julie does. She's like, hey, have you heard of Nelson Hammond? And he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry your pretty little lady head about this thing. Uh, 
Drew leaves Julie a sexy slim note. So sexy. It really is sexy. I want them to be girlfriends. I like. Yeah, we. That's which she breaks up with Jason, and there's room for Drew there. Yeah, there I is. I like their chemistry. Them and their Guam cigarettes. Yeah, they they're trauma bonding. She says, the note says something like, "Julie, down by the lake, come join me." Heart. Yeah. So spicy. It's a sexy note. So she leaves to go Girlfriends confirmed. Yeah. (laughs) They had a thing. They had a fling there. They would have if the summer had kept going. Like, if it weren't for all the murder, they could have fallen in love. Um, Okay, so she goes to walk down there. Um, We see Trevor and his poopy pants because (laughs) he, um, his his butt is all dirty. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Jesse, like, I heard her say, Did he shit his pants? Like it was it was a, a very faint like pooped his pants and I'm like did you say pooped his pants because I it looks like he pooped his pants <laughs> like I it honestly did look like he did so she's walking there and this is another scene where we get repeat so shots of her walking. walking in the woods but then Trevor is falling and we're just gonna call the mass killer Trevor every time yeah. he's on scene because we cannot keep track of what's a prank what's a Trevor and what's Nelson what's a prank what's a Trevor and what's Nelson I like that. <laughs> So he's just, he's Trevor whenever the mask is on. Yeah. Um, he stuffs on every single fucking stick in yeah. his way while he's following her. And every single time it happens, he stops, she stops, she turns around, doesn't he's see anything, there. and then they start again, same thing happens, and it's just on repeat until eventually she's like, fuck, I need to go, I need to actually run now. My favorite one. My favorite one is like it's a pile of sticks. Like somebody had gathered <laughs> yeah. up like kindling or something and he steps in the middle of it. It's so loud. It really is. It is. And that's not the one that makes her go running either. It's like the one that she runs on, like it's just like a tiny little yeah. stick, yeah. Yeah, so she goes running, she drops her towel. Um like, she's not wearing it. It's not a sexy drops her towel. Like, she had her towel ready to go swimming. She didn't have a swimsuit, though, because her and Drew were going to go naked swimming because oh, yeah. they're girlfriends. Um, so she leaves. She waves down a truck. The truck is actually Dean, and he's pissed at her because he got a flat tire, to which I say, Dean, you probably would have gotten that flat tire anyway because you were going to continue driving down the road regardless. Yeah, all you did was swerve. Yeah. Like, you didn't, it wasn't anything that would have made you, like, wreck that thing. Yeah, and he lets her know that Henry has a house near the campsite, uh, which, like, how did everybody know about Because she's like, Henry said something about Nelson. He goes, oh, yeah, Henry, his house is right down the road. Like, yeah, how did everybody? Because everybody except for her. Just Henry. I think that they all, this is all, like, a joke on her. <laughs> like, they all knew about it. And they're like, all right, let's plant this old guy I would have loved that, like, the whole movie is essentially April Fool's Day. You know, we're at the end, like, nobody is actually dead. And oh, yeah. All, yeah, like, this is the, the camp theme. It's going to be like a, a tourist attraction. Dude, there's a, like a movie on Shudder that is like that. Remember? It's like all a game. She it gets walked on the beach. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, fuck. I can't remember it. That's not for I would today. know it if I saw it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So she goes running and he's like, camp's the other way. And then he gets killed. Or he goes, camp's the other way. By the way, your boyfriend fucked my ex-girlfriend. And then he gets a... So he pusses, he pussies out and like he doesn't actually say it loud enough for her to hear. I couldn't... Yeah. Like, he said it loudly. Like, I think she could have heard it because she wasn't that far away. Like, I don't understand how she doesn't hear... It's too hear. late. She's already gone too far. Uh, well, yes. But, like, 
she's right there and he gets murdered with a throat slice. Then Trevor goes back to get like one of those like gardening like rakes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like a, it's a soil turner. Like yeah. So I forget the actual term for gardening it. Gardening rake. That's I like that term. <laughs> I understood exactly what you Thank meant by you. it though. I hope everybody yeah. else does too. And yeah, he like this is like one of the actual like one of the only shots of a weapon actually going into somebody. Like, this is their, they blew their special effects budget on yeah. this one scene. And Definitely. it's not that great. Uh, so Julie goes to Henry's house, so some casual B&E, and finds a picture of her dad. And on the back, it's got the name, like, Tommy McConnell and Nelson Hammond. So when she gets back to her cabin, she, like, sends her dad an email. She's like, Dad, um, you definitely knew Nelson. Found a picture in Henry's cabin. Don't ask why I was in Henry's cabin. He wasn't there, so it wasn't weird. Don't ask about him. Everybody knows Henry. <laughs> that shit's Henry. Everybody knows about this Henry guy. Nobody told me about it. What's going on? Why didn't anybody tell me about Henry? P.S. I love you. Right back. <laughs> also, who the fuck's Nelson? Um, so Drew comes in. She's like, we missed you at the lake. Here's your towel. Um, and then the sheriff is there again. He sees the towel. It's got a shoe print on it. And she's like, uh, yeah, Jason has similar shoes. And he's like, all right, I get it. Here's what's confusing to me is that later it's implied that Doug's boots were taken as part of the, like, murder spree, like, the costuming. So, like, was she about to say, but Doug also has the same pair of shoes? Like, what was going to happen? I don't know. Like, how can you tell from that one print right there, right? Like, yeah, you no, need to, I guess, like, match ha- it up. Yeah. He did not do due diligence. He just saw a boot print. He's like, do you know whose boot print this is? And they're like, I don't know, Jason maybe? And they're like, all right, that's our guy. I'm going to be 100% honest. If there was a murder and somebody showed me your actual shoe print, I would be like, I don't know if that's his shoe print. I don't look at the bottom of his shoes ever. Who the fuck does? Like, nobody. That's an unreasonable question to ask somebody. Yeah. Like, what does your boyfriend's shoe print look like? Oh, you don't know? You must not really love him. Yeah, like, I keep it in a locket. <laughs> <laughs> your shoe print and your shoe size. So the funny thing is you definitely don't know my shoe size because every Christmas you have to, like, text me and be like, my mom used to know your shoe size. <laughs> yeah. Seven? <laughs> Shave? Sh- yeah? Seven and a half. Seven and a half? Seven point five. Seven point five. <laughs> So, uh, where am I at? Okay, so we have, uh, he's, he's like, uh, Julie is talking to, uh, to Patrick about her concerns. He's like, you know, Julie, maybe you should just leave. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like you're over gonna, it. You're gonna fuck this whole thing up. Just get out of here, <laughs> she's please. She's killing his buzz and yeah. he's over it. Um, and <laughs> yeah. she's like, no, I'm gonna go do research in my cabin on, uh, links. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, this had to have been an official thing. I don't really remember the internet super well. I was eight at the time. So, like, maybe Lynx was a thing. I think I remember Google also being a thing at this time. But well, she gets, like, I don't know. She gets a lot of uh, stuff popping up when she searches Nelson Hammond in all caps. I mean, she, she's Hammond. serious about it. Um. Uh, so Nelson basically had the same story as Jason. He was... Except um, he didn't die. He yeah. almost drowned while playing Bloody Murder when he was at the camp when he was 12 years old. Uh, seven years later, he killed Bill Anderson, who was survived by his wife, Patricia Zemke. Oh, 
Hey, here's a fun fact. So Drew's dead parent is her dad who died before she was born. Gotta be mm, him. No. Pretty suspicious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Drew is outside of their cabin. It is nighttime. She is scrapbooking. Like, she is crouched by the doorway, cutting out something from it. And we never see what the fuck she made. No, we don't. We never see I it. I thought that was going to be important. Like, I did, too. But no, like, it's just like, I, it's just fucking weird. And there's pink. I know that much. Yeah. Um, Julie is going to go to the main cabin because when she tried to call her dad, their phone was dead. Uh, and when she gets there, uh, she is tackled. It's Jason. Um, she walks him in the freezer and basically he's like, you don't understand. Like Dean told me I had to leave because if I told if them, I didn't leave, then he would tell you that I was fucking Whitney. Yeah. And I didn't want to lose you. And then everybody's accusing me of murder. And she's like, cool. Sounds like something a murder would say. Yeah. So she goes and tells the sheriff who is set like, you know, like a, a guard outside. <laughs> and Wilson comes and picks him up. He's like, all right, I got to like, hold you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold you overnight. <laughs> and Jason's like, thank God. Because oh, yes, I need, I need I've to lost both my girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julie goes back to her cabin. Um, her dad was like, "Sorry, this is my favorite email." <laughs> He's like, "Sorry, I had a last minute business trip, so if you tried to reach me, I probably didn't get it." Uh, by the way, I do remember Nelson Hammond. Now that you mention it, wonder what happened to him. Uh, Love, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to him? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I don't know, Dad. Like, it's definitely the centerpiece of this fucking mystery that's going on here. We got people turning up dead or missing. But yeah, whatever happened to him. So here's the thing. When I was in high school, uh, we had a dog named Nelson, and I just pictured her every time they referenced Nelson. No. Yeah, I'm just like picturing Nelson like <laughs> running through the woods. I'm just, I. this is fairly unrelated, but there's like a meme on uh, the Better Call Saul. So there's this guy named Werner Ziegler. And this guy, Wawa, is trying to figure out, and he's just going, Werner Ziegler. What's that guy up to, man? <laughs> That's like what I could think of. I was like, what, what's Nelson been up to? <laughs> so they're setting up an obstacle course the next day. Toby hits on Julie. He's like, hey, sorry, your boyfriend's a murderer. Do you want to sleep with me? <laughs> Like, and I'm not really paraphrasing that much. No, like, that's the thing. That's the sad thing. Like, that's basically his approach to her anytime he talks to her. Yeah. And Julie goes, oh, Toby, you're such a good friend. And I'm like, no, he is not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. So Julie is supposed to test the obstacle course. And we see Trevor up in um, part of it cutting a rope, which when Julie goes to climb it, she falls. And, Okay. So she doesn't get any injury other than a scrape, and it's a scrape on her knee. Why were they obsessed with knee injuries in this movie? I don't know, but she didn't even fall on her knee. She fell on her butt. Exactly. Like, she fell flat on her back. Like, she could have had so many other potential injuries. She should have had so many other potential injuries because she fell. She was halfway up the wall. Yeah, it was she, a high fall. Like, she's lucky she didn't, like, fracture a spinal um, spine. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's vertebrae, what they would say. Vertebrae, vertebrae. No. <laughs> you break your knees in this movie and you fracture your spinal bones. That's the anatomy in the <laughs> bloody murder universe. <laughs> spinal bone. Oh, man, that's as bad as the time I said I was mouth hungry. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it'll be hard to top that one. 
<laughs> for those of you that didn't catch on, um, I, what I meant by that in that moment was thirsty. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, she's generally fine, and it's okay because her girlfriend is taking care of her. Yeah. So she's definitely going to be okay. Um, and then she's like, I made a poster to commemorate our summer together. We're going to be best friends. Wink, wink. She, I mean, she's like, I, we've only known each other for five days, but I feel like you're already my best friend. Yeah. Love at first sight. It's, it's moving I'm fast. I'm rooting for these two. I really hope they come back in the sequel. I, Ooh, I hope so, too. I want them to be, like, canon yeah. in the sequel. We're going to really will that do. one into yes. existence. If not, I'm making my own spinoff. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, they're talking the next day at like breakfast or whatever. Julie lies about having seen Dean. Her dad just shows up and Drew is like, hey, nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Um, Patrick comes out of the office and he's like, I lost my camper list. And Julie's like, I have an extra copy. I'll go get it for you. Drew, show my dad around. There are several problems with this. One, dad could have come with her to the cabin. Yep. Two, why is it going to take her 20 minutes to find this list and bring it back to the main office? Three, Bill was a counselor here, so he already knows. Yeah, and what it comes down to is they needed to get these two together. And this guy writing the script had no other ideas. So he's like, fuck yeah. it. She's going to show him around the camp. Yeah. And that's that. So she goes and she grabs the campers list and something about the campers list makes her go over to their bulletin board and pull off a framed photo that has a thumbtack going through it somehow. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't either. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand this part. It I, it was infuriating to me because I was like, that is definitely a frame. Yeah. Why was there a thumbtack going through it? <laughs> um, so she's looking at this photo that has like name labels on it. And then she goes to the main office and compares the name labels on the photo to everybody's applications and learns that everybody that's a counselor there this summer is related to somebody that was a counselor back when Nelson Hammond was a camper. And we know that Nelson Hammond is trying to get revenge on the people that almost let him die. Yeah. So she, and then she learns that Drew Zemke is the daughter of Pat Patricia Zemke, who was engaged to Bill Anderson. Dun, dun, dun. So she goes running. Um, she runs into Toby and she's like, call the police, tell them it's Drew. And he's like, wait, what? Who's uh, Bill Anderson? Who's Nelson Hammond? Yeah, they don't fucking know. It's like, do, do they know Henry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cops roll in real fast. Again, like, this is the least mad I've ever been at cops, which is saying a lot because they do a lot of bad police work in this movie. Uh, Sheriff Wilson's wanting to get a good cuddle train going on over at the station. Yeah, he needs like, more I bodies. Need people to hold overnight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we see Dad and Drew talking down by the lake. Drew's like, "Go get a view at the end of the dock." It's Acting great. all suspicious. Yeah, it's super fucking suspicious. I like generally when somebody's like, "Hey, go to the edge of the dock and enjoy the view," and I'm like, "You're gonna push me in." And another strange thing, I don't understand this response from both of them. He goes to reach for a paddle, and then I don't know why he needs the paddle, but she grabs his hand and is like, "No, don't get that." And then she picks it up for herself. 
Like, why do they need a paddle? Why are you denying this man a paddle? Because then we see this man get hit with a paddle, and we're meant to believe that it's true. I I understand why, but, like, if I'm to believe that this is not her after the fact, that behavior is so strange. I don't get it. Yeah. she's like, hey, like, you, that paddle's kind of dangerous. You don't want to be at the edge of the dock with that. Bad things can happen. That doesn't make any sense. Well, what also doesn't make any sense is Drew popping out of the woods and surprising Julie on the trail. Uh, They get down to the docks and she's like, oh, your dad was here when I left him. First of all, Drew, you were supposed to be showing him around and you need to make a good impression on your girlfriend's dad the first time meeting him. And she was also hiding behind a tree on a trail. She pops out (laughs) like, what are you doing here? And like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm coming back to the fucking lake to meet you guys. And then she's like, "Okay, whatever, let's go. Yeah, so they're down there, and Julie's like, I know you're the one doing this. You said you had unresolved shit with your dad being murdered, and uh, Nelson Hammond, and Bill Anderson, and Drew's like, hey, Trevor Morehouse is behind you, and um, Trevor, like, ends up, like, throwing her into the water, right? Yeah, she falls into the water, and then mm-hmm. uh, her and, and him and Drew wrestle. He punches Drew. Knocks her out. Yeah, and then chases after Julie. Yeah, because Julie, at this point in the movie, just leaves people. Like She does. She left, like, yeah, she just She left Dean on the side of the road. She is leaving Julie, or she's leaving Drew on the beach. And she's about to... She's about to leave her dad. Yes, because she is running through the forest, and she comes across Patrick, and she's like, oh my god, Trevor's back there. We gotta go. And he's like, don't worry about Drew. Like uh, She's already dead. And, and she's like, wait, how do you know that? And he goes, because I killed her. I killed everyone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're Patrick is the killer. They find out it's Nelson. Blah, blah, blah. Um, They chase each other through the forest for several shots. Yeah, he's about to shoot her, and her dad jumps up, tackles him, saves the day, and she's like, Dad? Dad? And he doesn't wake up. You know what? Yeah. She needed to watch The Lion King, because Simba had so much more loyalty to Mufasa after he died. (laughs) Yeah. He laid with him all night. Yeah, well, okay. Before that, though, like, okay, it shows that Nelson, he's now Nelson, killed Patrick. He's up in the tree. So we see the, yeah, real, the Patrick. real Patrick. Apparently he's got all of the bodies that he's killed up there. I don't know how he's done it. But yeah, it, the bo- the pile of bodies falls on the dad, right? They or Nelson. Fall, yeah, they fall on Nelson because he's like tangled up in him kind of like a net. Okay, and the dad is like, he's incapacitated at some point. Yeah. Yeah, and then she leaves So him. she runs to the main camp where everybody else is along with some cops. And then Patrick's like, oh my God, everybody's dead. Julie got a concussion. I need to take her to the hospital right now. You guys should probably just go ahead and continue arresting Drew. Bye. And Julie's like, no, he's Nelson Hammond. And Toby's like, I don't know who Nelson Hammond is, but I want you to suck my dick, so yes. I'm going to point this rifle at Patrick Nelson. Um, and when he tries to like pull the trigger, nothing comes out. That's got to be a metaphor for something somewhere with Toby and mm. sex. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Drew appears, and she shoots Nelson Patrick. Where does she get the gun? I think it's the one that uh, Nelson Patrick was trying to shoot Julie uh, with in the woods. Right, okay. Because Drew is really good at following her lover's trails through she's, the woods. She's got the scent. Yes. She picks up all of her lost items, yeah. including her dad, because Drew and her dad are both on stretchers, and they're getting ready to take to the hospital, and Julie's like, I'll meet you there. 
and Julie and Toby are getting ready to go to the hospital together. And Jason's like, oh, cool. Let's take a ride to the bus station together. And she goes, um, actually, like, we can drive you to the bus station. But me and Toby are going to the hospital. And Jason's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Um, yeah, Toby thinks he's actually got it. But he doesn't realize that he's just accompanying her to his or her actual lover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Nelson is being taken to the police station. <laughs> We didn't even talk about Doug's death. That's how insignificant it was to this entire plot. But we get to the police station and he's taken, the Sheriff Wilson has taken Nelson out of the car. And he's like, listen, I understand Jason and Dean and Whitney. And I even understand the attempt on Drew and Tommy. But why Doug? <laughs> yeah. Why not, Doug? Yeah. Fuck everybody else, right? <laughs> and uh Nelson goes, I didn't kill Doug. Must have been Trevor Morehouse. And we see Jason trying to walk off on his own, and then he's confronted by a man in a hockey mask with a chainsaw. Trevor okay. gets Jason in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's end it. of that movie. That's the end of the movie. So, and then to be immediately recommended the second one. <laughs> yes, it did, and it was a it was tempting to say no <laughs> or to say yes, but we we had a duty. We had to come in here. We had to talk yeah. about it. So, having talked about it, Jesse, I get to ask you this week okay. or this month to be or not to be. Would you watch this again? Would you recommend this to be watched by others? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think I agree. I think I actually did enjoy this movie more after talking about it because it's just so fucking stupid and so weird and. But it's a fun ride. Exactly. It's fun. So I'm actually gonna bump my nose like a seven because I had a lot of fun talking about it. I think I'll go six point five. Okay. So that brings us from a starting average of six to a finishing average of. 6.75. 6.75. Not too bad for this movie, honestly. Okay. So, what do you think was Scout's favorite part of this movie? I think Scout's favorite part was um, probably the random dude in the woods that just, like, nobody fully addresses, but everybody fucking knows about him. No, you're obviously wrong. What Clearly, Scout's favorite part was all of the ropes. Because there were a lot of scenes with ropes. That's true. That's true. She she loves her some rope, and she loves to swat them. She was attacking my pen while I was taking She notes. was, yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah. She loved the ropes the yes. most in this. Yes. I agree. Okay. okay. Well, all right. I guess yeah. that's it for this yeah. month's To Be or Not To Be episode. <clears throat> As always, with these, you can watch them on Tubi. Please do. Yeah. They're fun. Check out Tubi. Give Tubi love. Tubi loves us. We should love Tubi. That's true. Yeah, uh, be, yeah, they're great. They're providing <laughs> like free fucking movies. You know, yeah. just watch ads. You know, it's not not that bad. And you get to watch a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff and well, last month's movie. I'm is pretty a sure fucking Dude Bro Massacre movie. Three is on there too. Ooh, that's a fun movie too. Is maybe. it Dude Bro Dude Bro Party Massacre Three? Yes, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg Sestero. Got his name right that time. Didn't know it. We met him officially this month and yeah. did not know the, how to actually say his name. I'm glad I never actually said, hey, Greg Sestro, what's up, bro? 
Yeah, and uh, we bought a script of the room, and we've just been having fun randomly recording scenes from it. So if you guys are interested, let us know, and maybe we'll upload some of those recordings. I would love to. Just for fun. Yeah, it it is a lot of fun. (laughs) Okay, so like I said, on Thursday we've got X. Um, We will also have our new month schedule out for July later this week. Got a theme month for you guys. Yes, sequels! Yes, it's sequels. Um, We'll keep it at that for now. Yeah. We'll talk more about it probably on the X episode. Yes. But we're really excited about it. Because it was like movies that we were talking about doing anyway, and then we're like, do we have a theme? Yeah. And we, like, we rearranged a couple of the movies we've been talking about doing in the future so that way we get all sequels in July. It's going to be awesome. Yes. I'm very excited about it's it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it for this yeah. week. Make sure in the meantime to follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. We've got a Facebook page. Our Instagram is Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. Our Twitter is Least Fave Pod. We've got a TikTok. Figure it out yourself. <laughs> um, we've got an Instagram. Uh, I already said that. Uh, we've got a website, what's your least favorite scary movie.com, and you can email us at leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe so that way uh, we feel validated in doing this. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please. All right. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.